Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast, Chatter with Steve. I am your host, Steve Cook, and on today's episode, my guest's name is Joe Bowers. Joe is a owner and operator of a company called Class 8 Truck and Trailer Sales. Joe has been selling semi-trucks for many, many years. He has worked for several different companies. Uh, most recently, he was uh, selling Peterbilt trucks, and now he is selling all types of Class 8 trucks. He has been in sales his entire life, and on this episode of the podcast, he talks about some tips for salespeople, what he does, what works well for him. Uh, he talks a little bit about some some books he's reading and things like that. Honestly, this was kind of a selfish podcast for me. I do quite a bit of sales, and I was wanting some advice, some tips, some things that I can work on in my business. And so I basically just asked a bunch of selfish questions. I hope you don't mind, and you can get something out of this episode with Joe Bowers from Class 8 Truck and Trailer Sales. Mic check. Sound good? Sounds good. Try yours. Sounds good. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Much Better Sound Check. My name is Steve Cook. On this episode, I brought Joe in. Joe, introduce yourself as if this was the most famous thing you've ever been on. Well, my name's Joe Bowers. They call me Joe B <laughs> in the in the truck world. Um, I sell Class 8 trucks and and uh, have a good time. That's that's basically what it's all about. Almost forgot the most important part. Oh, there you go. Hey, Got on. hey I'm digging your place, man. Thanks, dude. This is groovy. Is that Thank too you so much? Is that an outdated? You word, just dated groovy? yourself. If somebody's <laughs> listening to this, they'd be like, oh, "Okay, so we got an old guy." <laughs> you dated yourself there. I Thank did. you so much. Hey, man. Uh, yeah, it is nice place. The uh, what have you done your whole life? How'd you get into trucks? Well, you know, I grew up around the truck business, and uh, I think it's something kind of gets in your blood, and uh, worked a lot of jobs. Actually, to back up, I went to diesel school right out of high school. I went to Okmulgee Tech, which was probably one of the best diesel schools in the country in the 80s, dating myself again. Man. And uh, got out of there and worked, you know, worked around the business a little bit, mechanicing, kind of worked my way through the shops, rode a little service, did a little rental and leasing, and kind of got in my blood and was working and just one day just decided I want to be a salesman and uh was your parents anything no I grew up only son of a plumber and uh, my dad had a plumbing contracting business and and uh both of us are pretty high strung so it was it could be a little stressful to work (laughs) together and that wasn't really my path I wanted to go down so um, stuck with the truck. I was always good with taking stuff apart and putting it back together. I could make it run and, and, uh, was gearhead in yeah. school and, and liked to go fast and nice pickups and cars and motorcycles and had all that stuff. And so I told my wife one time, I said, I'm gonna get me a sales job. She goes, Hey, I'll support you all you want, you know? So I quit my job. I didn't have a job huh. and set out to, uh, get a sales job and and actually looked at quite a few different things and i went to the truck shops in oklahoma city i was driving around i just pull in have a sport coat on and go in and say hey uh, tell me about selling trucks how's this work 
you know, most of the time the manager gets you, you know, they, oh, we play commission and da da da. So I went into the Kenworth shop, and there was a guy who worked there named John Culberson. Cubby broke me out in the business. And I went in there and I sat down in his office. I said, Hey, uh, I want to talk to you about the sewing trucks. You know, how's this thing work? So he went through everything with me and he goes, well, you know, I'm really looking for a guy with a little more experience. And I said, well, you know, I didn't say I was going to work for you. I said, I just want to see what you had to offer, man. <laughs> I said, I don't know if I'm going to work for Peterbilt or Kenworth or Freightliner. Plain I'll make my hard mind to up get. to that. Yeah. And uh, when I came home, he'd already called my phone. Dang. And he's like, hey, come back down here. Say that same thing to the GM. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. And uh, I went to work over there and spent spent several years over there selling and and then, of course, moved to another OEM and and uh, kind of flip-flopped through the business there. You know, I've worked on the used side, the new side, the fleet side, the What do you like side. more? You like new better than used? Or you what's, know. Is I, that kind of a progression, like you start out in used and you move to new, or is it? It can be. With me, it was, it's the opposite. It's just I love used trucks. Oh, really? I, I love buying used trucks. I like selling used trucks. They all have a personality, and they all have a story to tell. Period. I mean, not one of them's the same. Not one of them drives the same, runs the same, shifts the same. And uh, so I always gravitated back to used trucks. you feel like that gives you kind of a competitive advantage because there's no two used trucks alike? Because with the new truck, it's like, you know, well, this guy has it for this much, and it's the same truck. You know what I mean? Do you feel like that gives you an edge in sales? I think so. And I think the things that I've always wanted to carry is niche stuff. You know, things that are kind of off the wall. A lot of guys don't see now, that. Now, you know the pinky raised people call it niche, right? <laughs> yeah, niche. <laughs> I mean niche. And, uh, you know, something oddball. You know, I'll buy some old stuff. I've, you know, I've got some stuff on the yard now. They're kind of barn finds. And and I could buy the vanilla cookie cutter white freight truck and put it on my yard. And buy them cheap, probably. But if I go out and search out the oddity, I can bring it in, post it, put it on my Instagram, put it on my Facebook, do everything that you know I want to do, and and you know you can make a little money with it too, because uh, you got it. But you got to go out and find that one guy that wants it. Right. It's you know a lot of people they just want to put them on the yard and go. Okay, man, phone's not ringing. You got to go out and find that guy too. So mm-hmm. you know it's all about networking and finding the guys and finding the people and calling the people you know. Hey, somebody looking for this? Have them give me a call. On as far as like. So you moved from Kenworth then over across the road? No, um, I was working at Kenworth. I left there, landed back in the truck business at Roberts Truck Centers, working for Blair Roberts. Um, Great guy, and that's where I really kind of evolved, I guess. Uh Um, Blair was really good. He took me in behind the curtain, kind of let me see how dealership was run, Um, was privy to doing some interim stuff within the dealership. I started on new with uh, a lot of fleet sales over there. So I was wearing the sport coats every day and going to see the fleet guys. And then Navistar had bought out Continental Ready Mix. So Blair had come to me and said, hey, would you like to be in the Ready Mix business? All you call on is Ready Mix, cus- Ready Mix customers, hmm. but it'll be in like a three-state region. You know, we're going to cover these areas. You're going to yeah. be our go-to guy. So really, I, I got geared up for that. We flew out, signed the contracts, uh, another Manager and I flew out to Vegas, signed the contracts with them, um, got it up, my operational, and, you know, most guys would want to just stay there. Hey, man, this is comfortable. Man, look at, you know, and a guy had left and used trucks, and they had just a hole in the wall, a block down, 
little bitty office down there that this guy sat in and sold used trucks. Well, he left, and I went, man, that's what I want to go back Ted to. Ted Door has my name all <laughs> yeah. over it. And people <laughs> thought I was nuts. I'm like, hey, I'm going to use trucks. And they're like, you're crazy, man. <laughs> what, I mean, you got a mate here, you know? Yeah. And uh, went down there, you know, had a good run. Man, I mean, we made, we had a lot of fun. And uh, I worked with an older gentleman who was great. He was kind of a, I had been in the business since 67. And, I mean, he had the stories and, and there was another gentleman that had worked down there, and he'd spent 60 years in the truck business, six zero. And, I mean, that old man had some stories to tell back when it was, you know, yeah. it was really blowing and going. And, and uh, so I had a lot of fun down there uh, working around some of the older guys and cutting up with them. They didn't get the younger humor a lot of times, but <laughs> it was fun jacking with them. You know, I mean, I was always poking at them or – they're, uh, they're, they were poking at me sometimes, you know. You never could, never knew which way it was going to go every day. But it was a really a lot of fun, and and the company had sold out, went a different direction. I'm still friends with them. I've never burned bridges. I could go back to Kenworth. I could go back to uh, Summit is what it's called now. But uh, had a good friend worked at corporate with Peterbilt, and so they hired me and went over there and had a good five almost six year run with Peterbilt. Wow. And uh, enjoyed that job, and it, and it was used. I went over on the used side and had a lot of fun. But, you know, big corporations, and I, I just felt it's that just yearning. different. Yeah, I just, you know, yeah. it was just, it was just time, you know. Yeah. I'm getting to that age. And so talk about where the, where that led you to now. Well, um, for a long time I'd been talking with guys and, and we'd kicked around going out on our own. Yeah, if we could go out on our own, we'd do this, we'd do mm -hmm. this. And I, so a uh, good friend of mine, you know, we were talking about one day, he goes, we just need to do it. And just, it's like a switch went off. And I was like, well, let's just do it. <laughs> and I mean, in about 35 days, we were up and running. What's the hardest part about that is startup capital type of deal to buy your f initial inventory or? I think it's capital management. I mm -hmm. think once you've got the capital, but it's managing it, you know, because it doesn't take long. Because if you put it in a bunch of dud oh, yeah. inventory, now you're in trouble. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, I think it's managing that and just, it's a juggling act that even I'm learning the back end liabilities. How long has it been? Uh, Not that long, right? 45, 50 days. Yeah. You know, and I had guys call me that are in the business I'm friends with, and they're like, man, you ain't jacking around. And one of them called me, goes, it took me eight months to really get out on his own. And he said, it took me four months to be profitable. And I said, we did it in 35 days, and we've had a profit in the first 30 days. He goes, man, you're doing good. I said, <laughs> well, I hope we can keep it up. You know, yeah. we, we can keep that role going. But uh, um, it's stressful. It's a little different. Um, it's a good stress. Um, getting up and going to work every day. And where's my, you know, where's the next check coming from? Yeah. Uh, what The buying part of it, when you work for an OEM, it's not your money. Yeah, <laughs> treat it you know, differently. Like I used to tell the guys, the guys would go, hey, man, don't you think that's a little high? And i go, oh, man, swing that bat, man. <laughs> it's just money. You know, now you're like, uh, let me let me uh, run a calculator across that. Could you do 500 less, <laughs> <Yeah>. please? <laughs> <laughs> and you really got to think that. It, yeah. And I, I was really surprised. One of the guys was laughing. I said, you know, when I drove out the gate over there, there's I, I'm still great friends with them. I hope we can still be friends. Um, I told them that... Uh, I had a different vision, and they all got it. 
and get to spend a little time, you know, with my family, I'm hoping. And, and, uh, but when I got set in the seat over there, I thought, yeah. And, but when I started looking at, you know, this is my money, this is, Mm -hmm. it really, you get a gut check. Makes you you think different. Yeah. And I, I always had a, a good, you know, a good handle on truck pricing because I did a lot of buying, especially at Roberts, you know, I did a lot of the buying over there and, and, uh, in the use side and, but when it's your own money, it's a lot different. You yeah. Know, being a business owner, you're like, oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, what if? Yeah. A lot of them what ifs yeah. gets in the back of your mind. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, we started a little truck sales business and, and uh, we're hoping to grow it up and get it big. And So what's your day-to-day -day look like as far as, I mean, there's a lot of, so we, you know, talking about marketing and stuff like that, is a lot of your stuff still you know, those one-on-one -on -one sales and cold calls and stuff like that? Or do you do a lot of, if your website is right and your social media is right and that it kind of sells itself? Or what's your what's your process? I, I think it's a little of both. I think it's a mixing pot. You throw everything in <laughs> and you dip it out, you know, because you're going to get some off your social media, and, and we do get a lot off that. I mean, it's just amazing what you get off that. And then a lot of it's just your connections, you know, people you've known in the yeah. business, families. I've got families I sold to and they'll call me, Hey, uh, I know you moved. You're still going to sell me trucks, right? And traders. Yeah. Yeah. Not a problem. Okay. Thanks. You know, and I had one of those the other day. He goes, I'm not looking for anything, but you're still going to sell me trucks, right? I'm I like, need yeah. One. yeah. And I said, not a problem, man. That's what we're here for. Great. Well, we want to deal with you. Reputation so, is not death. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. but, uh, the biggest part with me is just getting back to, uh, having fun. You yeah, know, and I I know that sounds crazy, and people I say that a lot. You know, gotta have fun, and it gets to be a corporate grind. You know, it 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 becomes the office space, or the the Groundhog Day. You know, and that's how I got to feeling. I I love the business. I have a passion for this business. I sit on an industry board that's pretty big, um, on a dealer group, and uh, everybody's pretty passionate about this business, and we have a lot of fun. We have a meeting once a year and it's 700 to 900 used truck guys hmm. put them all in a bar after the meeting <laughs> and see what happens man i mean there's some shen shenanigans going on there man i mean it gets crazy crowd. it was some rough mornings man <laughs> <laughs> that three days like a week on me i mean i come home and the liver hurts and the head hurts <laughs> you age five years while you're there but you learn a lot and a, and a, those boys are real supportive and when I went out on my own, I don't know how many phone calls I took. Huh. That they were going, hey, man, if you need anything, you just let me know. And even to the point, they're like, hey, if you get into a truck deal and, you know, you don't have enough there, call me. I'll back you. Huh. And, I mean, it's like a family. And we're, cool. the truck business is a family somewhat. Yeah. Um, there's a, you look at the dealerships as a whole, but really it's a small community. And everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody in Oklahoma City. Yeah. And, you know, whether you liked or you're not liked, you're <laughs> yeah. still a family and everybody knows you. Right. You know, so. Do you have, like, a preferred, you know, if you had to pick one or the other as far as, like, what we are just talking about, what do you spend your most time on? Do you spend it on those one-on-one -on -one relationship type of deals or do you spend it on? I sure like to. I like dealing with people. I like the people. I mean, it's a, it's a good, it's a good group a plethora if you want to use that term of people that you meet you know trucks 
are, are ag-based, oil-based, commodity-based. Down-to-earth people. Yeah, I mean, just good old guys making a living out there. A lot of them turn out to be good friends. Just yeah. like where our office and my partner, this started as, I started as a truck salesman. Customer, yeah. Yeah, and we just, we got this relationship, and we just became best of friends. You know, where we were calling each other, you know, once, twice a week, you know, hey, you ain't gonna believe what happened, you know, kind of the industry stuff and then we do things after hours and and uh you know our families knew each other and and it just grew into and i've got two or three customers like that and uh that it started as truck sales and we're just great friends you know meet for lunch they'll call me on a saturday or sunday and we won't even talk trucks i mean it's just hey man have the kid do it the softball game or hey your kid has swim meet. How was that? Or, you know, are you going hunting this weekend? Going fishing? What's yeah. up? And, and I mean, that's that's the type of community. How do you communicate with most of your customers? Is it phone calls or text phone. messages? or Phone. I like the phone. I, I'm old school. I, that drives me crazy when I worked in a dealership. And you, you ask one of the young guys, hey, did you contact so-and-so? Well, I'll send him email. Hey, man, we don't send emails on business deals. We pick the yeah. phone up. You know, and you call them and don't. Call them and just a sale. I hear that all the time. Hey, you looking for anything? Hey, man, do they get tired of that? Call them, ask them about their life. Ask them what's going on. Get to know them. Yeah. You know, it. I, I've always been this way. You, you're 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 in charge of your own destiny. If you don't like the guy you're trying to sell to, get rid of him. <laughs> There's 330 yeah. million people in America. Go find another one. Yeah. You know, I mean that's easy. Yeah. And uh, look at all the trucking companies. There's thousands of trucking companies just in this state. You know, you don't like a guy, go get another. Yeah. You know, if you can't work with him, and that happens. I mean, I've had guys I, d I can't work with, and I just tell them, hey, hit the road, Jack. You know, I mean, it's nice when you, you know, when I was young, I wanted every sale. Right. As I got older, I'm like, I don't have to put up with this guy's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not worth it. Never be afraid to fire a customer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you got to go find another one. It's all you. <laughs> yeah. You might find another one first before you <laughs> fire yeah. him. Would be probably best practice. Exactly. Um, so as far as like just question like for my own advice, I guess, when I'm dealing with some customers, I feel I can tell the majority of them will prefer a certain form of communication like that. Like mm -hmm. yeah. I prefer phone calls, like you said, because I don't want to sound, you know, I don't want them to think I'm being rude and I, you know, yeah. or whatever through a text message. So I prefer talking to them on the phone, but a lot of my customers, you know, you'll call them, they'll text you. What's up? You know, what do yeah. you need or whatever? And, and mine's a little different cause it's consistent. You know, it's, mm -hmm. they're not just getting one sale. It's consistent sales. Um, well, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that's rude to do that? Do you think some people get frustrated about that? Or if you, you know, they text you and then you call them, you know what I mean? Because I struggle with that sometimes because I know, like, I can tell they just want, she wants to text or he wants to text or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, how do you feel about I, that? And I think you have to work it on a, knowing what your customer wants. You yeah. know, if he wants to text, but I can tell you with my customer, we're not writing a novel. So it's either going to be yes, no, okay, K. Yeah. yeah. We're not doing novels. And when yeah. they do that, I'm picking the phone up and going, hey, listen, hey, you know, the phone, I can only type so much on this phone and then yeah. I'm done. You yeah. Know? yeah. And of course, you know, I'm typing on there and it's doing the autocorrect. So when, when it's all said and done, you're like, oh my God, I didn't mean that. I mean, <laughs> oh, you know, you're really aging yourself now. <laughs> so, you're and, giving yourself up. 
I used to uh, work off this deal, Steve. If I can't put it in the subject line, mm-hmm. I'm picking the phone up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I think we've gotten away from that in sales. I mean, that yeah. I, I think one of the biggest... Well, it's like you don't even know the person, you know, because I have customers or people that sell to me, too. I'm on both sides. Yeah. And it's like sometimes when I have a a vendor that I text all the time it, and then I see him in person, you know, it's like, man, I haven't talked to you for, you know, it, but yeah. you've been texting back and forth. But when you talk to him all the time, you feel like you're yeah. talking to them. You know, it's weird how that works. Well, I think we've gotten away from we've used uh, social media. And we've used a lot of the sale funnel, the sales funnels type stuff mm-hmm. as a crutch mm-hmm. to not pick the phone up. Because yeah. the heaviest thing for a salesman to pick up is the phone. Mm-hmm. The heaviest object to open is the door. Yeah, You know, I, I was out in western Oklahoma one time and uh, when I was working with another dealer group and the dealer principal came over and he said, hey, can you take this salesman out with you in the territory? And I thought, man, that's kind of weird. And he said, you know, just do some sales calls with him. Just kind of see how he's doing. I'm like, okay. So we make it to Weatherford, Oklahoma. First place we pull up. He pulls up, puts the car in park, shuts it off. He looks at the door and he goes, it says no soliciting. I'm like, well, that ain't us. <laughs> We're just here to get to know him. Yeah, That ain't us, man. That's for the kids selling candy bars. We're selling trucks. Let's go in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> We're trying to help them. Yeah. I'm fixing a problem. You know, and that's what they say. You want to make a lot of sales? <clears throat> yeah. Help Fix a lot of people. Fix yeah. a lot of problems. Yeah. So, what's the funniest sales call you've been on? Man, some of them I probably can't say on the <laughs> podcast. I mean, I've had some wild ones, but uh, now I have it marked as <laughs> uh, acceptable for kids. Or a lot like of them are, can be wild. You know, it can be the the day your customer wants to go eat a hamburger at some bar. And it's eight o'clock at night, and you're One still thing there. Leads to another yeah. yeah, I mean things like that, and uh, you know, just test driving trucks. You know, I've driven trucks three hours out. You know, and the guy buys it and says, "Well, you're gonna have to find a way home." <laughs> you know, things like that, and you know, just a lot of the golf tournaments and things we do. You know, things get pretty wild. And, yeah, you know, you got customer. You need. A lot of times you take trips with customers and it's kind of like babysitting. You know what I mean? They they <laughs> yeah. get away from their, their home life and they go crazy. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's fueled by alcohol usually and, yeah. and you know, things like I that. I did that but, last time. We went on a a, a trip to St. Louis. We took a bunch of customers. Purina has a research center up there. Mm-hmm. And we took a bunch of customers up there and there was like two or three of them. They were like doing hotel reservations and like, people i didn't know were going you know i was like what's going on <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah i know exactly what you mean and in uh, some you know there's some of those places too you got in western oklahoma you know you get in them shops and you're like man if this thing goes bad you know yeah they could bury you out back yeah. <laughs> oh i'm sure you go in the middle of nowhere that's about oh, like yeah. my deal yeah um on as far as like rejection and stuff I've kind of changed my tune on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I used to feel like, um, you know, I've got to get to a certain amount of times that I ask them or a certain amount of times that I try to connect with them or whatever. And then, you know, maybe the last year or so, I'm like, some people feel like it's like, I've got to wait on them to have an issue. And I feel like they know who I am enough that when they have an issue, they're going to 
think of me first type of deal. How do you feel about like, which your deal is a little bit unique, I guess, but as far as that goes on getting, you know, rejected a certain amount of times, how do you deal with that? Do you persist anyways? Do you, oh, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, and I'll you, circle back later or how you, do you do that? You keep hounding, you know, I say hound, that's a bad word. You keep calling till they buy or die, you know, yeah. or tell you to yeah. hit the bricks. Yeah. But uh, rejection's part of it, man. You're going to hear no more. How many no times more. does that happen to you? Oh, a bunch. Get out of here. Yeah, I've had guys, don't ever call me again, don't come back. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, see you in 30 days. <laughs> hey, I've had two of those that are now customers. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You yeah. know, you just, you never know what went on in a guy's office 30 minutes before mm-hmm. you got there, you know, and. And, uh, you know, just play the game with them. It, it, and that's the way I look at it, man. It's always been a – it's like playing poker with a guy, you know. What's he thinking? What are you thinking? Yeah. You know. And he's thinking the same thing. Can I, you know, am I getting a good deal? Am I not getting a good deal? What's this deal? And, you know, pretty much people don't believe this, but we're all ethical in the truck selling business. I mean, <laughs> your pricing usually I hope up. you are. I mean, but, you know, price reflects your attitude a lot too. You know, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, you want to be that way? Uh, <laughs> you know and uh hey i've been there done that i'm like oh they're gonna be a lot to deal with so yeah we like to call it percent more margin if I, if I can be nice about it that's called a hole tax <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? just so, a little bit extra yeah so but uh you know i and i think you just gotta any kind of sales if you're selling trucks or toilet paper you know you got the drip list so you got the guys that they're not on board with you, but you just got to keep that going across their desk. And I think a guy, I, I always set mine up when I was on zone um, to try to touch a guy several times in 90 days, but not necessarily the phone call. So I might send him an email, send him a mail out. Somehow communicate. Somehow communicate. Phone call, a drop by, um, things like that. And, you you know, with the, the calendars we have on our computers and everything, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, and then things are so cheap. I'd sp- you got to spend your own money to make money. So I do a lot of Vistaprint, um, my own pens. I tried not to carry a lot of the OEMs, generic, you know, just the business card. Oh yeah. yeah. And I would get my own pens. You know, mm-hmm. buy big rigs and OKC yeah. from Joe Bowers. Yeah. And you know, and I would leave it on their desk. Unique. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I always went in with with uh, brochures. With I'd make my own. Vista print, just like that card there is a Vista print that I created myself. Hey, they cost me a lot of money, you know, because I'd order a thousand. But every time I went in the guy's office, I had it on his desk. Yeah. And it had my name on it because that's what I wanted. And then, um, you know, you're going to have the good with the bad. I mean, that's just part of our, our job. Yeah. I mean, uh, doctors have bad days. Salesmen have bad days. Horse trainers have bad days. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you, you, you're dealing with the public, so it's not everybody's going to be happy. Not every sale. And there's sales you think the guy was great, and, you know, you get a review back, and you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> I've been over backwards great. for that guy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it seems like the skinnier the deal for me. I thought you were going to say the skinnier the deal. <laughs> <laughs> the skinnier the deal, the worse it is. If I made, like, no money. Yeah. That was the hardest sell. That guy's just browbeating the dog out of me. He wants more. He wants more. I And then I've had them where, you know, you're like, man, that's a pretty good profit margin on that piece. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, I, I'm going to tell people, you know, you make your money when you buy them, not when you sell them. Yeah. I and mean, that's really when the money's bought, made. But uh, 
you'd make a pretty good GP, and you're like, man, I ain't heard from that guy. You know, so you're calling, everything okay? Yeah, it's a great truck. Yeah. yeah. And you're thinking, you sure man, this, take care of me. Yeah, yeah, this guy beat the hell out of me on a $200 deal. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But, That's uh, crazy. Did, as far as like, if you, not give me advice, but as far as if there was something you could do in the feed industry that, you know, very, I guess there's a large clientele, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's probably like, <laughs> I'm not your ideal customer. I have one truck and we've had it for <laughs> six right, years and we're right. not going to need another one for, you know. Sure. So there's like people like that for me that have two horses, three horses. That's barely, if I drove there, had a day with them, all that, that would barely make sense for right. if they shopped with me for two years after that, <laughs> you know. Right. So as far as like a limited clientele that somebody has a hundred horses plus, you know, mm -hmm. it's 30, 40 places in Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Yeah. What would you do as far as I'm concerned of with those larger ones? I touch base with them, you know, but after, you know, a feeding trial or after mm -hmm. a certain amount of like... <laughs> They've tried my feed and they don't like it, or they tried my, you know, you know we've got different kinds of feed, you sure. know, of course. But how do you feel? Is there something that you would do different? Of something you've seen work well for you, or anything like that? This is all just selfish advice, I guess. But well, I mean, don't don't communicate with them. Ask them, you know, ask the questions. I mean, I'd ask them, hey, how was the feeding trial? How'd it go? Did you like my feed? I didn't like it. What'd you not like about it? I didn't yeah. like this, this, and this. And I guess for building the clientele, I would probably, and I'm sure you do this, get really involved in the organizations. You know, you got the American Core Horse Racing Association. You got yeah. all these different and that's associations. that's probably something I can work better on. Yeah. And, man, join the organizations. Get in there. Get your name in there. Let them know who you are. Let them know you care. Let them know you're there to help. You know, it's not just you're trying to get their feed business, but – I'm here to help you. What can I do to help Part you? Part of the community. Yeah. And <clears throat> communicate. You know, I'm I'm all about, hey, you know, calling back up. Hey, yeah. Uh, you know, you said you didn't like my feed because this, this, and this. What if we could design a feed or ask them, what would be your ultimate design in a feed? Right. What would you want in a feed? You tell me, and I'll relay this, lay this back to my people. Whether it's going to work or not, I don't know. I don't, you know, if they're, sure. they're going to blend it for them or not. But ask those questions. Uh, right up, you know, if you're doing a feed trial with them, hey, we're going to bring this certain feed out, and I'm just speculating how a feed trial goes. I was a little guy like you, only kept, you know, a few horses at a time out, so it was right. what it was. But, um, you know, hey, what do you like in a feed? What would be your optimal, you know, wh what kind of protein levels do you want to see? What do you want to see here? What do you want to see here? And I'd make a list, even if you're, you know, just write it down on the list. Let them, let them see you writing those notes, knowing what you're doing, right. keeping track of it. Your feed vendor may tell you we're not doing that, but at yeah. least show them you're trying. There's hundreds of feeds, though. Oh, you yeah. You can always, you know. Yeah. And uh, and there is companies, you know, you got 100 horses, and I was a feed company. I'd look at blending somebody's feed. Oh, yeah, we can do customs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, that that, and I get it. When I was in the horse business, I mean, I was really particular about what I fed and, and the hay I fed, and mm -hmm. I was talking to your guy in there about all the oils that I did. Trying, you know, and trying different things, you know, trying to cut down on the colic and, 
you know, so I'm oiling them up and, and I was even doing aloe vera juice. Have you heard that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd give him, I'd give my old horse a cup of aloe vera juice. I had one that he lived to be 33 <laughs> and, uh, I had him forever. He, he was a mainstay at the house and he got old and, <laughs> and I put him out to pasture and I took, I babied him, but you know, people go, what are you buying? I'd be at Walmart and have a basket full of aloe vera juice. <laughs> <laughs> What's with all the aloe vera juice? When are you guys going to restock this? <laughs> yeah, it's for my horse. That, what? <laughs> for your horse? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I feed him aloe vera juice and, and wheat germ oil and, <laughs> you yeah. know, senior equine. And, and he was like the Energizer Bunny. He just kept going and going and going, you know, till he's about 33. And old rope horse I had, but... Um, that's what I would do. I just I think communication is the biggest thing with trying to uh, get a new customer or trying to get that relationship going is just asking lots of questions, lots yeah. of questions, and, and and remembering those questions. Remember what you ask them. Write it down so you can come back to it with them. There's a knack to sales of, with people that are good at, you know, I don't know if it's just sheer memory or <laughs> you know, but asking questions and thinking about that later you know some of the best salespeople are i know they're they're quiet you know when you go on a sales mm-hmm. call with them and you know the scheme of what you think of as a salesman is you know chatty kathy guy i can't get him shut up you know yeah. i some of the best ones i know are relatively quiet and they just what is it what do you do that why do you do this you know yeah. and just and, continue on and that's it you can talk yourself out of a sale yeah <laughs> Yeah. You can. Yeah. And the biggest thing is, is one, I don't, I don't want to waste your time and I don't want you to waste my time either. Cause just as we were talking about the phone calls, I always relate everything to a phone call. It takes me 50 dials to get five people to talk to. Hmm. So if you take my time up for an hour, you just cut into them 50 dials where mm-hmm. I can make money on that phone. So a lot of it, I saw that with the young guys, you know, I'd, I'd hear them in the office over there talking and they would talk about everything but the sale of the money. And it would aggravate me, and I'd get, the, I'd say, hey, man, you know, you spent an hour with, the, you know, they come in my office mad. That guy didn't have no money. I'm like, you should have had that out in the first five minutes of the conversation yeah. and not be rude about it. You know, you didn't, oh, what, how much money you got? But, hey, you know, what have you budgeted for a down payment? What have you budgeted for a payment? Do you have a trade? What do you owe on the trade? You know, things like that. And a lot of times you could narrow it down. I, I used to get a, I carry a, I'm a notebook guy. I have my legal pad on my desk. I go, well, what are you looking for? You know, and I mean, I would just start whittling it down because you never know what you can sell them. You know, I go, hey, you know, what are you looking for? I oh, mean, I'd like a uh, 04 to an 07 Peterbilt. Okay, what 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 engine you want? Cat. Okay, you want cat. You know, what what tranny you want? Uh, can you say tranny now? Is that politically correct? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be able to. Say. We'll have to beep. Can you say tranny now? Um, <laughs> I say, you know what? What kind of transmission you want in that truck? I mean, I want 13 speed. What what rear ends you want? Uh, and you know, I'd go all the way down through there, and you never know what's on your yard, you know. And when it's all said and done, what color you want? Red, uh, resale red. All right, <laughs> your truck's sitting right out there. There's nothing they can balk on if it fits the yeah. But so many guys wouldn't do that. They just go out there and they go from. The $150,000 truck to the $30,000 truck to the $50,000 truck to the green one to the blue one to the cat to the Detroit. And I tell the, the guys, man, you were all over the place. You didn't have that guy narrowed down. You were out there for an hour and a so half. So you He's tell going. me what you want first. Yes. And then I'll see if I, I – right. And, I mean, that's a good 
you know, deal. Cause sometimes you go with something in mind, like, I think this is what, you know, this is close yeah. to what you're doing now. I hate what I'm doing now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's something <laughs> yeah. like that sometimes. Yeah. That, Ask yeah. the questions. And you know what? When I was just doing the onesie twosies and I'm back, you know, we do onesie twosies now. And, you know, like I said, I've been through the fleets and I did fleet stuff, but, um, I would have them bring it and, and they want to go out to the door to the truck yard. And I say, well, come on, come on in my office. I don't want to go in your office. Well, come on in my office. I'm going to go out on the yard. Okay. When you get down on the yard, I'm first office on the left. And cause that guy's going to go out there and just waste my time. And it's not, I know that sounds bad, but time is very valuable. You know, you can take all my money. You can yeah. take everything I got and I can get it back, but I can't get my time back. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there's a lot of guys, you know, that, they don't know what they want. They can't figure out what they want. Or they know what they want. They want a brand new one, but they just don't have the means to get it. And, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty hard to go in the business. I mean, this, this, this is a business. You know, what I do and what you do, it's a business. Yeah. You know? um, it's commercial lending. Uh, it's a business. My wife summed it up best one time. She said, you know what? When you drive a truck, you're a truck driver. When you own a truck, you're a business owner. Hmm. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's a different attitude. <clears throat> what do you do like day to day? What is your kind of routine or do you even have I mean, I know in a lot of sales it's like <laughs> I react, you know. Yeah. But what is your what is your average day, I guess? I you know, I have you got settled in yet <laughs> on have, a routine or Well, no? I, I'm still trying to find my routine, but normally and it still is this way, normally my phone starts cranking about 8 o'clock. I mean, it just starts blowing up. So I try to spend the first four hours of the day just talking to people. How do you handle that when you go? I mean, do you ever leave your phone or, like, vacations or anything? No. My wife, it's we just like got back from a vacation. 20 years, yeah, however she, long you've had a phone? She's, uh, I was in the hotel room taking care of business, you know, and yeah, she'd pop in. She'd go, are you coming with us or not? I'm like, I'm going to take care of this deal here. <laughs> And I think anybody. If I can talk on my phone with you. (laughs) (laughs) I think anybody that is passionate about what they do, like I said, whether you sell trucks or toilet paper, if you're passionate about what you do, you're always on call. You're always there to help. And like I said, you you get into a lot of instances, instances where guys will call you to pick your brain about the business. And I think a lot of my deal is, um, I'm weird in that I like to read business books. And I read business books and sales books. And You're speaking my love language now. Yeah, too. I mean, that's that's what I like to do. And I know I'm yeah. a weirdo for that, but, yeah. you know, i got a huge library. And, and yeah. I've read all these books from, you know, even down to Napoleon Hill and all those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's – so if I can help a guy, if I can help a guy, that's what I'm here to do. And, and that's really – I tried to leave the industry at one time. I thought I'd get me one of these sales jobs, you know, where they had to slaughter three cows to get the interior and the pickup mm-hmm. and drive around and mm-hmm. take orders, and it wasn't me. Yeah. It just wasn't me. So, because I like helping people. And that's really what I try to do with a customer in narrowing down what he wants and, and knowing the application and that it's going to work for him. There's a lot of times guys go, well, I want this, this, and this. I helped a guy one time. He had a wanted a big Peterbilt, you know, the big decked out ones. And I said, what are you going to do with these? He said, I'm going to pull pneumatics, which is a trailer. And I said, me, you won't get enough tonnage on it. It's too heavy. Yeah, I want that. I said, it's too heavy. So long story short, I went out in my office, and I sat down with my notepad, and I showed him on paper how I could make him money. 
I said, I can whittle it down. You're not going to have the fanciest truck in the world. You're not going to have this big, long hood, but the truck's free because I can get so much more tonnage on that truck that the truck doesn't cost you anything. If you'll pay yourself off this tonnage, the extra tonnage I'm getting on your truck, the truck's free. <laughs> You're making money. And you could see he was a little skeptical about it, but you could see his wife was like, I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Money talks to me. <laughs> oh yeah, and 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 we actually became we're we're pretty good friends. We talk quite a bit, huh. and and he said, "Man, I'm glad you sold me this truck. You know, I'm making money." Yeah. And then I got him on with a friend of ours, and he said, "Man, you know, I'm home every night. How's this work?" And huh. I said, "Man, that's great. You know, yeah. happy for you." And uh, but what is it, talking about sales? Do you are you? I mean, I know that's a large ticket item, you know, in the scheme of sales, but it, is it? something that you are trying to average you know one a day or one a year or you know what i mean like where do, where do you sit as far as oh really when you're on when you're on sales like i'm doing back to the used truck sales you know you want to run you're going to have the months you're going to do four and five you're going to have the months you're going to do seven and ten okay when you're in fleet sales i've done as many as almost 70 in the first quarter Gotcha. So that's just a numbers. It's just a volume number, yeah. game. In yeah. the use side, um, the the goal I'm shooting for is try to run ten a month through my organization. Yeah, is what I want to do. And uh, the difference now is I'm having to go out and find the equipment. Mm. So, so I got to find it. Selling. Yeah, I got to get yeah. it ready. I got to get it sold. I got to get it on books. I got to get it in the truck paper. I got to get it on Facebook. I got to get it on Instagram. So there's a lot of work. You know, what do you like the least about that? Having to find them to buy them or getting it all ready? Or? I don't like the bookkeeping. That's the only oh, thing I don't like. I see my, that. My, I see that. My wife helps me. You hate me the numbers, book. don't you? Yeah, I don't like the numbers. <laughs> man. I'm a salesman. I think anybody that's a true salesman, a true salesman. Just tell me if we made money. <laughs> that's it. Hey, did we make We made money. You know, I mean, that's all I need to know as a salesman. And, yeah. uh the back end liabilities, that's what I call it. You know, just the day to day and my wife, bless her heart, she's working with me, you know, on this QuickBook things and she's like, Did you put Man. that in there? I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I know that's a huge part of it. You're but, my worst nightmare. You know, I'm just a salesman. I mean, that's what yeah. I am. And uh I think anybody that's a salesman a true salesman, right? Day to day, in and out, grinding, and you yeah. know, I've always some that love sales. Oh, because you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I can sell, but I don't particularly love it. You know what I mean. So I think that's the difference. Is not they have the ability to sell, but if they love, <laughs> you know, yeah, if they tick on sales, that's a that is I completely agree with you. Oh yeah, I mean it's got to be in your blood, and like me, I've always worked a hundred percent commission. I mean, that's in my blood. I couldn't go back and take a job where yeah, I get this base for this bonus or whatever. Man, you know, if I'm going to sell, you won't pay me. Be weird. Yeah. yeah. I'm no different than a, than a uh, horse trader, man. I'm yeah. just a horse trader at heart. Yeah. You know, I'm just buying. and It's it's the old parable, can I buy a box of soap for $2 and go sell it for 3 Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Like we spoke. I'm, I'm just gambling. Yeah. I'm a gambler. And most guys that do my business... The car or the truck business, trailer business, we're just gambling on. We're not throwing dice. 
we're just gambling with trucks and trailers. Can yeah. I buy it? Can I make a profit with and it? And does that happen where you just like, I made the wrong call buying something you and bet. you just have to, it does. Okay. You bet. You, you just, bet. You lose on it. And yeah. Some you win, some you lose. Gotcha. You know, I was sitting at the auction last <laughs> week and a friend of mine, <clears throat> he had a truck sitting there and, and he, and, and it was a, it was a duly pickup is what it was. And he was running it back through the auction and he said, uh, I said, well, what are you hoping for? He said, man, I'm first in line. I go, sometimes that can be a good thing. Sometimes that can be bad. And he goes, well, I don't know, man. I got a 16.3 in the truck. I said, okay, well, we'll see how she lights off, man. And they opened the door and the auctioneer kicked up. And when it left, he sold it 14. Hmm. You know, those are, but you hope to yeah. make it up on the next one. Yeah. You know, and uh, you're not going to win every battle. You're not going to, you hope to make money on everything or at least move money horizontally. But, there is, I've you know, working for the OEMs, I've lost money on trucks. Really? And I've lost money on, what's funny is you'll you'll have some old turd out on the yard you've bought, and you think, man, I'll own that for from here on out. And it'll sell quick. And then you'll buy some nice, jam-up, chromed-out truck. Can't sell it. And it sits there, and you're like, wow, man, they should be blowing my phone up. My phone should be ringing, yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, we what's had the a... Big, what's the most expensive truck you've ever sold? Or the most expensive sale? Uh, probably a little over $9 million. What was that? Just a fleet, I guess? Mm-hmm. $9 million has been the biggest. Not quite 10 What was it? And uh, it was an order of uh, day cabs for a company. And How uh, many, you remember? Almost 70 Dang. And we did... Uh, did you go to dinner that night? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, we did. Uh, it was nine million, and we. I remember uh, a little over nine million. They did thirty percent down, and we financed them on forty eight months. Huh. And it was a huge win well, for financing. About the oh yeah, side and all that. Yeah. Huge. Is that a, is that kind of like it's like you hear? I mean, is the financing side more important than the sale? Mm. You know, most of these guys, when you're dealing with guys that can go leverage nine million dollars usually you're fighting for their business because if they can leverage nine million with us they can leverage nine million with about anybody yeah so it's 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 getting them in on the you know making them a deal on the you know the finance how'd you get that so did you cold call them type of deal or did you have a relationship yeah Yeah. you know i knew them it was a relationship deal most of my deals are relationship and and i mean i've had a lots of multi-million dollar deals just lots just Boom, 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 and I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm trying to be humble about it, but oh, all of them brag away. have been a relationship. You build the relationship, and the guys will come to you. And you know, it's pretty nice when they get like these guys. They walk in my office. You know, we had a, a luncheon, and we're sitting there at the table, and he goes, "Hey, man, I need seventy trucks." And I said, "Not a problem." <laughs> and he goes, "I got one hiccup for you." I go, "What's that?" And he goes, "I need fifty-four before the first quarter." And I'm like. Now that might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're on the phone with with uh, OEM and we're you know down there talking to the factory, going <laughs> guys. I mean it was like a week long process, guys. We got to have these trucks, and you're calling the factory. Oh. And luckily I had a GM. He had a lot of wheelbase for the factory, and so he's calling, going, "Can you assure me fifty four trucks?" By you know, and and uh, a lot of them are you know just Facebook guys that I went to high school with that are in the uh-huh. oil field business. Out of the blue, they'll show up and go. Hey, yeah, yeah, we need 15 trucks. I've had that happen. I've I've had that happen just out of the blue. Ain't seen them in 20 years, and they show up. Yeah, I mean, it's just reputation. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they. I think everybody knows I'm going to do you right, and I'm going to work hard for you. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, I've had some, I've hit some home runs that you know. But at the end of the day, a salesman's only as good as his last month. Yeah. And that's it. And you start over at zero the first day every month. So you can pat yourself on the back. Don't be that guy. Man, I remember back in 82. (laughs) I'm not that guy. You can get humbled pretty quick in this business, man. Hero to zero. Pretty quick. How does the, like, do you try to keep us, what's the amount of inventory you try to hold for, like, if you're trying to sell 10 a month, are you trying to keep, you know what I mean? How does that work? Well, I'm gonna start a truck sales business after well, this. I'm gonna the theory so I used when I was at the OEMs with the with the dealer franchises and uh, would be a seventy thirty. F- so you try to carry seventy percent. Like when I was with International, we try to carry seventy percent of our own product, thirty percent everybody else's. Huh. And then my my high water marks maybe for on this is on the used side, mm-hmm. and you're just selling onesie twosies. Your high water marks four to six trucks a month times however many salesmen you have. Oh, okay. Then I need to have three months in the pipeline. Wow. Because. That's a lot of money. Well, it takes you a long time to get these trucks in because you're buying them in Tullus and Arizona and Mississippi. Uh, and, so it's not, they'll yeah. be here tomorrow. And yeah. yeah, you got guy, you're bringing them in and then you're. You're running them through the shop and checking man, them out. So you can get in trouble in a hurry if oh, you're. Oh man, you can you creep have a slow up. Month, slow couple months. You're. Yeah. You you wake up one day and and uh, you got a million dollars in inventory sitting out there and phone ain't ringing. In the parking lot. Yeah. And you're going whoa. And you know it's one thing I'll say. One of the dealer principals I worked for and he's a little bitty dealership. Liked the guy a lot. We talked a lot. He was so honest with you. He told me one time. He goes, Hey man, I just asked. One thing, you know, you either make money or I'll find somebody that can. <laughs> That's pretty simple, <laughs> you know, <laughs> rule there. Okay. And, you know, and, it, and it's a business at the end of the day. You know, the guys come in to buy the trucks. They're buying the trucks to make money with it. We yeah. got to make money selling them. We got to make money on parts and service. We're all providing services. Everybody's a salesman. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, one of the things I will say about sales that I hate is we've we've made salesmen a dirty word. Or in mm-hmm. other countries, it's not. Mm-hmm. And we beat that out of our people. You know, have you? I'll tell you the best salesman in the world. Go in a grocery store and look at a little kid wanting a candy bar. <laughs> you tell me that kid Dude, ain't a salesman. I got a four year old. I know. Can he I not sell? It. Yeah, she. Yeah, she. <laughs> she she'll tell you. Yeah. She'll. T- <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It, no, not right. And I mean, she'll come up with the reason why she needs it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's the whole. The and, whole bit. And it doesn't change. I have two daughters. It yeah. just gets more expensive as they get older. <laughs> what they want. <laughs> it goes from candy bars to cars. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then they give you reasons why they need the brand new FS4 <laughs> Ford pickup, yeah. crew oh, cab, four-wheel drive. And, and, uh, do they, can they drive semi? I think I think my <laughs> girls could. I, I, th- I know they could move them. Um, now, my little one, she's always, since she was little, you know, she's and my big one too. They've always rode around the semis with me, and the little one was always fascinated when she was little about. And she'd always. Oh really? Oh yeah. I got. I've got on my Facebook page. There was a deal where I had her in the truck with me one day, and we were learning to drive. You know, and she told me one time she was a little bitty too. She goes, "I think I could drive one of these, Dad." I go, well, "I bet you could, but just you know, can't do it right now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, slow down. But they're a big part of the business, you know, and that's that's really one of the reasons I started this is for them to be a big part of the business. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, being a salesman, you got to sell the theory to them. 
you know, mm-hmm. while you're helping dad. But I'm hoping they take something away from it. One is people skills. Yeah. And I'll tell you, that's something I beat on my, my youngest daughter for a long time. She would not talk for herself, wouldn't look a person in the eye. That yeah. used to aggravate me. She'd come to me and I'd go, hey, what do you want? Hey, Dad, I want the, this. Is, no, don't tell me. Tell them. Yeah, yeah. You know? Man, I can tell you, I mean, looking back, because I'm just out of that stage that my parents did the same thing. They drug me to work, you know, quite a bit and um, did the same thing. And I don't, I, It's I guess it's not regret from my end, but I don't, I'm not frustrated at them for any, (laughs) ever making me work too much, you know, or or make me do too much as far as that's concerned. Every bit of it, I'm like, oh, man, I'm so glad that, you know, did that. I felt like I was way, way ahead. Well, and I think it all starts there. My dad put a good work ethic in me. Um, I worked for him most of the time in high school, and and it wasn't easy work. I was his ditch digger. So, (laughs) you know, a lot of shovel time, a lot of... You know, but he in the summertime there wasn't laying around. You know, you went you went with dad or one of his guys, and and you went and worked, and and uh, and I think that that kind of influenced me in the sales business. That uh, I never was the greatest salesman in the dealerships ever. You know, I I I'll, I'd never. There's a lot of salesmen out there that are pretty cocky. You know, and they'll go, yeah, I'm the sales. I never was. The only thing I had going for me was I was a grinder. Mm-hmm. Man, I'd go in there at seven in the morning and I'd grind it out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I worked at uh, one of the OEMs and I was young and building my book of business, couldn't nobody out call me. Man, I would sit there on the phone. I'd pound that phone. I'd I'd make three, four hundred calls in a month. And they had they had phone trackers back then. They could they could mm-hmm. they could they run knew, a list on every dial out. Doing. Yeah, and you know we'd be in sales meeting. He'd go, man, you 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 made four hundred calls last. Yeah, and and it was tough. I went in the business. <laughs> Two people answered, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it was tough. Uh, you know, I I would spend money on things that I wasn't making a lot of money when I first started. When you start out, and you don't make a whole lot of money, and really things really got bad about oh two oh three. The trucking business kind of went upside down. Hmm. There's trucks sitting everywhere. And long story short, the way that I kind of overcame that was. I would go in the office every day, you know, talking about sales. I had a little boom box. Date myself again. Had the boom box. Dang, man. And had cassette tapes. Do you remember those, Steve? Get out of here. <laughs> and, Never uh, had a cassette tape. I would get there early, and I'd listen to, like, 30 Minutes of Zig Ziglar or Jim mm-hmm. Rohn or one of those, Dang. you know. And I'd get – and then at 7 o'clock, it's 8 o'clock on the East Coast. So I would buy all these names and numbers. <laughs> and – uh, and you, you still do it today. Yeah. You can buy every registered USDOT number, you know. Huh. So you'd buy them. And on the East Coast, 8 o'clock, man, I'd start dialing for dollars, you know. And, I mean, <laughs> I'd start at the East Coast. I'd work my way around. And then, you know, a lot of the guys, 445, you know, they're going home. Well, it's just 3 o'clock on the West Coast. <laughs> so I work my way over to California now, you know. I'm calling. And if they had 10 to 70 trucks, man, I'm on the phone. Do you want to sell some trucks? Do you want uh, You know, it's yeah. a little more politically correct than that. But right. basically, do you want to sell some trucks? And that's the way I started out. And they're thinking, oh, i got a source to sell my trucks. And they did. Or do you want to buy some trucks? You yeah. know, are you looking to expand your fleet, turn your fleet over, things of that nature, and sell the finance and sell the insurance and things like that. But huh. um, So I think a lot of it when I got started was just, just grinding, just being a grinder. And that's the only thing 
because I didn't, I don't have this, the, the, the best skill set when it comes to language as far as, you know, being able to yeah. be, you know, we're in the trucking business fancy. anyway. Yeah, yeah, fancy. And I never was the best rider. And I never was the best student in high school. And I never was the best student. But what's weird about that is um, I always gravitated to the business books and the, and the sales books. Yeah. I just love, to this day. I'm still, you know, yeah. Sandler, yeah. Roan, Ziegler. What are some of your favorite books? Oh, I mean, there's a ton of them. I mean, th- I think anybody going and sells Ultimate Sales Machine, Chet Holmes, man. I mean, yeah, that's if my you, favorite book. you have to look into the book. Yeah. You know, people go, oh, that's about selling. I, no, man, you got to look into how he schedules his day. I'll tell you what, The Art of the Deal. In '88, I read that book. I don't. I don't want to go off on politics, but <laughs> that—that's a pretty good. There book. is one thing this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anything Grant Cardone writes is pretty good. You big fan of him? Huh? I like Grant, man. Really? I think he's aggressive, and I think he is. I think if you want to make kinda, it in business, you know, makes you a little uncomfortable. Yeah. You know. Um, um, Sandler's a good one. Um, anything he writes. Anything Jeffrey Gittimer writes is good. Um, just anything. Just, you know, there's a lot of them that I can't tell you the name of the people that wrote them, but they're dadgum good books. You know yeah. what I mean? I'll tell you, Matt Monero, Grit, that'll make you get out of bed and go to work. Man, I Big that. shout out to Matt. But uh, he's got another one. Uh, he's got two books, but the Grit, um, he's he's a good dude. I is he a to local him. guy? No, he's out of Dallas. Oh. And I follow his oh, podcast, a, yeah. and uh, that's a good book. Ryan Stuman, the Hardcore Closer. I mean, that's a good one. The ABCs of Closing. That's a good one. So you do mostly sales books, you, for the most part. For the most part, um, most of my business books. I'll tell you the best place to get them is the airport. <laughs> huh. I'm always in the airport, yeah. getting a business book to read. And then I've really got into uh, the LinkedIn side of LinkedIn Learning. Yeah. And, you know, you can do about anything with LinkedIn learning. Um, there's some good guys, you know, that I follow. You do a lot of business on LinkedIn? You know, I don't, and that's probably my, my bad. I don't, yeah. and I should do more. I don't. I I get LinkedIn, but I don't get LinkedIn. Does that I make get, sense? I, I'm saying, man. And I should do more business. but I get LinkedIn, but I don't, like, enjoy it per se. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I can get, like, lost in, you know, some of the other. Oh, but yeah. that one I'm kind of, like. I'm there for a purpose, and, <laughs> you know. And I try to keep it business, and I hate it. Yeah, it becomes like marketplace. Hey, this is what I got for sale. Yeah, I, I like the more professionalism of LinkedIn, and then if we're gonna sell something, we'll go to Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you know. Do you do some business on that? Oh, I do. I do. And I think, oh, yeah. why wouldn't you? It's free. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I just didn't know if it worked for larger, you know, it works. Vehicles it, and stuff. I know it works for, you know, cars and stuff, but anything that's free works for me. Yeah. Cuz I I can tell you and you know this for a fact, marketing is your biggest expense. Mm-hmm. And I it's huge how much it costs. And you got to do it. I mean, I I I'm I'm What do you spend money on marketing? Total? No, 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 no. What do you spend money on as far as what are you buying for marketing stuff? No, is I, it I, I mean cuz Facebook's free. You know what I mean like down well, you got to be in the truck paper. I mean, gotcha. if you're not in the truck paper, you're nobody. Gotcha. So, really? Huh. And I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, it gets very, expensive. very, very expensive. Really? Thousands upon thousands of dollars. Hmm. And you're not getting, I mean, you're getting a, 
quarter page ad, and it mm. cost thousands. But a lot of eyeballs. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they built our website. I mean, they're they're working gotcha. on the website, and the and people go, well, why didn't you have this guy do it or this guy? Hey man, truck paper does it. You can get truck heads. I mean, you know, that's why they're called the truck paper. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, I get it. I get why they're expensive, man. I mean, they're the only game in town, but. Hey, I dig him. I've, I've got a good rep, uh, relationship with my salesman. Known him uh, probably 20 years. Hmm. And uh, MHC days. And so I advertise with him. He's a good guy. And, you know, I, sp- I do business people I like to do business with, too. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's got to make sense. I just ran a an ad with a guy, and he said, uh, not on truck paper, different uh, deal. And he said, hey, well, let's just lock this in for X amount of dollars. For a year, and I said, "Man, I ain't got one phone call off your deal yet. Let's run two or three weeks, and if it works, it works, and then we'll talk deals. Until then, we're on a trial basis. I mean, that's just the way you got to be. How do you know if it works uh, with phone calls and stuff? Do you go off of like I saw your ad in this, or do you just put like one truck on this deal and see like how many calls did I get on this one truck, or how are you gauging that? With some of the because I struggle with that. It's like was the guy that said. I spend X number of millions of dollars on marketing and 50% of it goes in the trash. Yeah. I just don't know which 50%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's and like, that's how I feel so much. On the trucks, you know, you're going to do that. You're going to spread your trucks out, out over different publications. And most of the time they're going to tell you, hey, I'm looking at your truck on Craigslist. Hey, I'm looking at your truck right. on Facebook. And so then, is that what you mostly go off as just kind of intuition of how many uh, people told you? Yeah, what you got out there, where it's posted, what's going on. And then... I mean, you can get pretty technical. The bigger the dealerships, you can do call counters through mm-hmm. truck paper. So they'll list a number out for you. So when the people call that number, they can tell you, this is how many people dialed that number. This is the ad it came from. Yeah. Gotcha. And so you can, and that's cost, wow. but you can do it. And right. Bigger OEMs do it. We did it a lot at the bigger OEMs, at the franchises. Right. But um, you can kind of track where it's coming from. But it's it's amazing the free stuff really works, you know. Um, you do videos, Facebook videos and stuff? You know, I tried it, and there's some guys like that do it. you'd be pretty dang charismatic. Well, you know, there's a guy up Do you north. like the camera? You scared of cameras? No, it was just really, I didn't understand the whole setup, getting it in the, you know, mm-hmm. editing it. And, mm-hmm. You know, in Oklahoma, the wind's blowing 50 miles an hour the whole time, <laughs> so all you hear is the wind, you I know. I get it. And so I really needed to, to get it where I shoot the video, and then... Edit it, and and it just became so. It's back Full to the fifty job. phone call deal, mm-hmm. you know. I'm like, I've spent half a day on this, and I, I had made one phone just, call. Yeah, done this. Yeah. So I think I think you really got to look. You got to write down. Okay, Facebook, Instagram, Marketplace, Five Mile, YouTube. Yeah. And kind of pick which direction you want to go and focus on, and build it from there. Because I think you can get really wrapped up in that. And I think guys do. They get wrapped up in it, and they use that as an excuse not to pick the phone up or not to go out and make sales calls. Yeah. And I can tell you, you know, back to making the calls, another thing when I went to work, when I left the one place and went to another OEM, the only thing that got me through those pain periods was I was running 1,000 to 1,500 miles a week. Hmm. And I didn't want to wear a pickup out. So I'd bought this old Crown Vic. My wife hated it. <laughs> she said it looked like Pawpaw's car. <laughs> but you know what? It was cheap. 
Well, let's say Nathan, the <laughs> bullfighter, was yeah. talking about, he had a uh, sab- Le Sabre. Oh, yeah. We called, called it the old Sabre Cat. Yeah. And, I mean, it's cheap. It got good. F- and the best thing about it, you black the windows out. I'm 80. 80- <laughs> I'm 85 miles an hour coming out of Elk City, and there's a cop sitting in the center. Oh, you he just waves. Drug oh, <laughs> <laughs> that must be Bob oh, headed home. Oh, and so I bought this old Blue Crown Vic, and I just got out on the road, man. And I mean, I, I remember the first year I put over 48,000 miles on that car. But I knew everybody in western Oklahoma. Yeah. And So was, what are you going to? I mean, just businesses if they had one semi parked in there gotcha man i'm in there and then you kind of get a route down you know you get your man i'm gonna go out to woodward and on wednesdays i'm headed out to elk city on tuesdays i'm gotcha. headed down by lawton and then a lot of times i go down lawton make the calls down there run down through burke burnett stay the night at which wow. mm-hmm. you know and and you just had to do that and you know the oem i was working for a lot of guys weren't selling a lot but i was selling a lot but you always heard this man he's lucky <laughs> yeah man he's lucky yeah man, it wasn't luck man i was up before you know six in the morning harder i work the yeah, luck here i get heading west to go to elk city you know yeah. to make try to squeeze in six phone you know six uh and i can tell you if i didn't have a lunch i'd go to elk city i'd go out in front of the atwoods there there's a tree probably still there <laughs> and i would get like a protein shake and i would sit out under that tree and be writing in my i carry a legal pad everywhere right of who i talked to and then i'd make phone calls out in the parking lot and i'd have a list of people i needed to call i'd always make a list the day before people i felt i needed to contact huh. so i would be on that parking lot making calls and then you know i'd mill around there and and uh Till late, and then I'd head home, and I broke a lot of the reps from riding with me. You know, a lot of the OEM reps would come in, and they want to ride with the salesman, so they'd leave the dealership at you know eight thirty, and then about two they'd head back in. You riding with Joe? We leaving at dark. They'd we get to Elk City about Joe. eight, <laughs> and then I remember about, they'd look at their watch and go, "Whoo, it's about two thirty. I go, "Oh yeah, man, man, these people don't leave till five. Time and, to get started. Yeah, and I mean. <laughs> I'd leave there at five thirty, you know. So it's a two-hour run back in, and they just—you could just see it, you know. They—they yeah. they hated being out there. <laughs> so I broke a lot of them. They're like, "Well, you could ride with Joe." No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked it that way. I was by myself, and and a lot of good times, you know. You get out there, run the back roads. There's the amazing what you find out in the middle of nowhere. You know, you're coming out of Woodward, so you cut across the Leedy, yeah, and down. Ah, oh, it's awesome, and these little towns are great. You know, people are friendly. Talk yeah. to them a lot. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good times out there. What else you got, man? Just living, L I V I N. You know, every day, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it. I got this new business. And What's your? Do you have like a certain routine before you go to work every day or anything? You work out? I do. I'm a big runner. I really? like to bike. Um, I run and I bike. Um, that's kind of my zen. That's my you way. Do that to, morning or night? Uh, if I'm on a bike, morning will work for me. I'm not a big runner in the morning. It seems like <laughs> once I broke that 50 mark, I hurt some, you know. So it seems like late in the afternoon. I, and then that, that decompresses my mind a little bit. Yeah. I'm one of those guys. My mind goes all the time. Yeah. So it comes awake at like two in the morning. It's like, hey, guess what? <laughs> you know. Boy, do and, I have an idea. <laughs> you know, one of the things talking about sales, I, it's funny, and, and this happens to me every night. But I remember one time uh, when the iPads, you know, the iPad deal, mm-hmm. two o'clock in the morning, I'm like, I got it. 
I'm gonna put everything on an iPad. And I never went back to sleep that night. And then that next day, well, we get an iPad. <laughs> so, and I did. I still use it to see my pickup. Really? Oh, I love them, man. I love them. And, uh, but my mind never shuts off. It never rests. I was wearing one of those sleep watches, you know, mm-hmm. and I got tickled. There's a friend of ours, and they're big runners. And so we were looking at our sleep. So if it went into deep sleep, it went into dark blue, you know. Right. Mine's like blue all the way across. And she goes, oh, my gosh, you never sleep. I go, well, my brain never goes to sleep anyway. Yeah. My body rests. Just keep going. The brain doesn't rest, you know. And uh, But I've always been that way. I'm just wired for sound. You know, people go, man, he moves fast. I'm like, man, you should have seen me about 25. <laughs> can't imagine yeah i didn't need drugs <laughs> i was fast on my own <laughs> you know yeah. i i definitely didn't want no part of that so but man just you know we're just living we're out there in the country me and the girls and mama and uh started this new company and we're trying to make a go of it and market it and out there at C eight truck and trailer sales again. That's C eight truck and trailer sales. <laughs> shameless, <laughs> shameless plug. Minko, Oklahoma. C eight truck and trailer sales. And again, name's Joe Powers. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you know, just we're making it. We're living. Life's good. You know, uh, I think life's what you make of it. And it, if you want to be in a bad mood and, and you want to be depressed and you want to worry about that's one of the biggest things in business and in sales my routine is in the morning i get up and i do watch the markets they fascinate me as you know yeah with the investment stuff yeah. but man turn the news off that stuff's poison it's just poison Trash. poisons your brain yeah. poisons your attitude turn and i don't i barely i got in a bind because like i wasn't even keeping up with the weather because you know yeah. I never watch the news. And it blows, you know, did you see about that, you know, some shooting and, you know, wherever? And I'm like, nope. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah. if it didn't come across, you know. You can't live your life in fear. It's crazy. And yeah. People, I never watch the news. Oh, it's it's horrible. It's puke. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't matter whose it is. You know, yeah. I heard the same the other day. He goes, oh, well, you know, CNN, that's puke. Well, you know, Fox is puke, too. It's just it's, a different kind of puke. It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, I try to keep my mind free of that stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, and and we're pretty spiritual at my house. You know, we we uh, I, I try to you know get up in the mornings and read a little scripture and and I have a little routine. I like to read a little bit about sales and I I journal. Do you? It's, yeah. I, I, you know, I write my thoughts in my journal a lot. Man, I've been in and out. Uh, I'm, I think I've finally like given up on it. I yeah. don't know. I, I think a lot and a lot of my journal. Do you go back and read them? I do. Really? Yeah. I do. Do you get anything, or is it just interesting to you? Yeah, you know, it, it's. I, I pick and never, choose what I write down. You know, yeah. I think you got to. It's like Roan said. He said, "You know, you you spend thirty dollars in the book, so you find thirty dollars worth of stuff to put in it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, I do. And my wife sees me; she'll come through the house there, and I I sit there in the mornings and, and try to do something spiritual, and, and I journal it, and then I try to journal my thoughts for the day, and and. Uh, yeah, it's hard enough to stay positive, and you know, a world's a tough place out there. I mean, it really is. But I think it's what you make of it, you know. And uh, I need to do a better job of that sometimes. I even Joe, I get down and get aggravated sometimes, and but then I got to go. Hey, man, snap out of it, Bowers. You know, I'm hard on myself. I'm probably the hardest one on myself of anybody. And you know, you miss a sale or you something goes wrong, and I'm hard on myself. And but I don't blame anybody but myself. Yeah. It's all me. 
you know. Hey, the what car else didn't do you start. Do in the mornings? You know, that's that's about it. Um, and when it's summertime, uh, I like to go out and run. I'll, I'll run a little bit in the summertime in the mornings. Um, I gotta have my coffee. I'm a coffee guy. I'm a coffee junkie. I like I'm my coffee. I tried to give you espresso like ten times. You would. I know, think. but you know, this late at night, man, my brain doesn't uh, shut off anyway. So caffeine free. I try to kill that coffee. About <laughs> I get you know. I t- the other day, it was like two. I'm like, I'm gonna get me a cup of coffee. I'm like, Bowers, what are you doing? Gonna, <laughs> your brain doesn't shut off anyway, you know. And that's my wife didn't get it. She's like, you know, you went to bed last night about eight thirty. I'm like, yeah, that's because my brain's gonna wake up about three and tell me of some <laughs> kind of idea it's got. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like, hey, wake up. Guess what? Guess what I'm thinking thinking about? You know, how to yeah. build a better doghouse, yeah. you know, or some something like that, you know. And and uh, it's crazy the way our brains work, but. Um, man, it does though. It comes awake at night, and sometimes it's scary the things it's thinking about. <laughs> sometimes I'm thinking, where did that come from? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, just. But uh, man, that's it. What about you? What have you been doing? Nothing, man. New store on its way. I like it. I dig it. It's been a. So Dad's gonna be the general contractor on it. So very good. He's kind of the man in charge so i'm not super involved with it but it's kind of one of those here's what we did type of deals you know yeah so not super involved with that that's the biggest thing we're looking forward to though and that's about it man that's going to be a big that'll be kind of a scary step because you can't be very in control with two stores it's kind of you're always one call away from you know but with that it's going to (laughs) be you know gotta swing the bat yeah (coughs) burn the ships Yep. <laughs> well, I think so. it's great, man. You got a great place here. Of course, I I do chicken feed, you know, or was over at the the chickens didn't make it very long. I'm right. meeting with the vendor tomorrow about and that's cook feed in Yukon. That's cook feed outdoor in Yukon. <laughs> cook feed outdoor dot com. I wish I had a whole spiel. I'm gonna come up with it for all your feed needs. It's cook feed in Yukon. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. Got to get back out to. Got to get back to selling. Kind of had a lull over the winter. There's a bunch of big sales, uh, horse sales. Mm-hmm. I always go to those because it's oh yeah, hundred yeah. something people in the right yeah. place at do the right. You, go, you know, do you go out to? So Paris? I just went to the winter mix sale. Yeah, how was that it? They just had it was packed. Everybody's bragging about how much they did. There was it, it was all good numbers, I guess is what. So I think that you know the guy that manages out that out there. I've met him several times. I think he does a good job out there bringing yeah. the horse people in, and that's where. I've noticed what he did. You know, he's really involved in the associations and the, yeah. you know, and he's been presidents. And I admire that because I think that's what you got to do to get out there and get your yeah. name known. And that's probably something. I mean, that's, and that's what I was asking is I think there's, there's always something you can learn, you know, and that's what I was trying to figure out is what do other people do, you know, that, that I can learn from is, is pretty important to me. And, you know, I think the biggest, emulating, you know, you emulate that guy that is doing well. You know, what's he doing that I'm not doing? What can I do that he's doing? Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it, man. I think you put your your jacket on or your vest on with all your names on it, and you go out there and you market it. And, you know, don't don't sell the people. Just meet the people. Right. You know, network with them. I've got a pen. I always got pens, you know, and I was going to leave you one tonight. And, you know, what I always tell them is I always do this. Hey, if you need me, call me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it on this table for the next <laughs> person that. Uh, and I always tell them, "Hey, podcast. if you need me, call me." Yeah, give them that pen, you know, and 
Yeah. And uh, they got your number. Something yeah, you've to leave done them your with. part, you know. Have you ever done some of the uh, the uh, ultimate sales machine deals? You know, I sent a bunch of these out once. Yeah, back in the day. Did I, you do yeah, any of those? Yeah, I have. And hey, uh, I have cuss. I need to like have him do like a testimony or something. I got one that I just, he was also one that I was saying told me to never come back or whatever type of yeah. deals that now they buy from him. He was one of them. But sent him stuff. He would never pick up the phone. Yeah. So it would always be, uh, let me check and see if he's there. And I couldn't get a cell phone. I couldn't. He lived in Ada, so it was like kind of like, yeah. you know, tough to get down there. So, anyways, I sent him stuff. Sent him stuff. So finally, in that book, you know, he says, "Act like be in control of the, you know, conversation." Yeah. And so they answered the phone one day. I said, "See, I said, uh, how are you, or something?" She goes, "Oh, good. How are you?" I said, "Good." I said, "You having a good day?" Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, is he around? Uh, uh, let me see. And uh, <laughs> she goes, and then she comes back. And this is how I knew he was there. Because sometimes I was like, I hate to push too hard if he's not actually there, you know. Sorry. She comes back and she says, uh, who is this again? <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I know he's there, and he's saying, who is it? And you forgot to ask because I threw you off, you know. And uh, I said, oh, it's just Steve. Exactly. And uh, she said, with, and I was like, with, I was just needing to talk to Danny. Exactly. <laughs> and she yeah, said, uh, oh, okay, hold on. And uh, she forgot to put it on hold. She said, he said his name's Steve. He acts like he knows you. <laughs> and uh, he I picks up the phone. It. Hey. I love it. So anyways, so we had several like instances like this. where So he gets on the phone, you know, oh, I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm not really looking bobo. So send him all this stuff, and so finally, we finally he had a a situation where uh, his his horses all got like kind of he thinks they got like poisoned, like there was something wrong with the feed, and yeah. uh, and it was they found out it was from the feed, Ooh. and uh, so he he calls and uh, so he actually called the company that we sell, mm-hmm. and so that company called me and was like, haven't you been working on him for a while? I was like, yeah. And says, you want to come down with me? And I was like, yeah. And uh, so I go down there. He goes, blankety blank, you've been calling on me for three years. <laughs> I started dying laughing. He goes, I'm telling He looked at the sales rep. I was with him. He goes, I'm telling you, he's he's been calling on me. Let me tell you some of the stuff. He just starts rattling off. He goes, Love and the one time he calls, he, he, he tricks the office girl to get me on the phone. <laughs> he, I mean, he sat there and just reeled it off. And uh, now we're, I mean, I think the world of him now. Do you always it's give so him your, your full name when you talk to him? I never do. They never remember that. They can't tell you Joe Byers. They just tell me, hey, it's Joe B. Oh, yeah? yeah? It's just Joe. I need to, like, have, think of a funny, like, Stevie C or something. like. Yeah, just Joe B. Remember. Calling you. <laughs> Joe B. You know? Yeah. Hey, you ever sent out lottery tickets? Uh-uh. No, that's great, man. Get them little actual off. lottery tickets. Yeah, put them in the mail. Somebody and go. Hey, if you're willing to take a chance on this ticket, you got to be willing to take oh, a chance. That's on like me. one of the yeah, yeah. Get that's that's one of yeah. those giveaway yeah. deals. Huh. Or coffee. Get the little five dollar gift cards from uh, Starbucks uh-huh. and write your name on them and you know what you do and go around. Hey, man, I want to buy a cup of coffee. You know, throw it on his desk. Huh. And uh, you know, because I've had them. You know, you get them. You got ten minutes. 
Yeah. And he's yep, looking yep, at his watch. Yeah. And you're, you yeah, know you're, you're going, like, I ain't going to get in I'll there. just leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go in, set the brochures on the desk, give them your spiel, leave, come right back in, grab your brochures, throw them in the trash, <laughs> <and> leave. <laughs> Here, let me help you with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your trash can? I can just throw these in there if you I want me to. Just throw, throw these away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that's great. That's what I like about this business. I mean, I guess it's the, the conquering, you know? Yeah. And and then you forge a relationship with the guy. Took yeah. three years, but um, right. Look at the relationship you got. Yeah, you know? and, and it's not all about the money. You know, everybody makes it about yeah. the money and the yeah. sale and the money. It's the relationships, man. They yeah, build the relationship. Well, and too, like which you do get, you know, sales over time. You know, return customers, I guess, repeat customers, and that's what that's what's crucial to us is it it has to be a repeat customer or else you know i mean that's that's our business do you work referrals a little bit you know it and i don't want to be like cocky or whatever but it's like do you have any customers oh yeah my uncle has you know one horse you know it's like oh like big well there's this farm i know the guy there i'm like yeah i know (laughs) you know what i mean like i already know that one but so it's kind of that like they're either one horse or a hundred horses, right. and I'm like, I already know them, <laughs> you know, or whatever. If they tell me yeah. now, sometimes people are like, "Oh, that's my buddy," you know. Let me yeah. hook you, you know. But not as it's huge, man. You them, know, them referrals and repeats—that's what you're always looking for. Yeah, I couldn't agree yeah. more. And yeah. I'm always asking, "Hey, do you know somebody who can buy me? needs a yeah. truck? Everybody needs a truck." Yeah. And a lot of times they're like, "Well, I don't know. I'll call you tomorrow if you'll have a somebody you know." Yeah. I call them the next day. Yeah. Hey, did you ever figure out who you? You know. That's probably yeah. That's probably something I could work on. And, you know, everybody's, I mean, look at Oklahoma as a whole. Just the livestock industry, mm-hmm. not just horses. And I know when I was in the horse, I, I don't want to know how much money I spent on horses. <laughs> I'd probably stroke out. <laughs> yeah, a bunch. <laughs> My wife will tell you, a bunch. <laughs> and uh, I loved it. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I may, old Joe may show up with another horse here one of these days. Can't wait. You know. Hey, call me. I'll, you know, I wish I had a feed business. You, I wish I had a pen to give you. You know, I just wouldn't be here. It'd be at cook feed when you come up with us. For all your horse pet supply needs. Uh, no, they do do a good job over there, though. You know, I'd go over there. My mother-in-law had chickens. So she'd always, Joe, we need chicken feed. <laughs> all right, I'm on it. <laughs> you know? I'm over there. Gentleman chicken rancher. <laughs> you know. So. Takes all kinds, Joe. Hey, man, I mean, you know. So I was over there buying the chicken feed and the <laughs> all that stuff. Man. Somebody had to do it. You That's know. right. You never know. That's I could right. could have blown up into something big. How do you, how, right. how, what about the track? You doing a lot out here at the track? So it's got seasons, of course. So we're in between here in about two more weeks. They'll be starting to really, they can come in about the first, I think, or third, first or third, they can start moving horses in mm-hmm. so we'll kind of warm up then but it's gotten to where we've gotten so many not so many but we've started focusing on like those commercial farms and yeah. our residential customers and stuff like that that it's the track is like a kind of a captive audience so we've built up you know it's 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 a chunk of our sales like a fifth or so yeah. but it's not you know when we first bought this place that was like if the track went away, it was over. <laughs> I mean, it was, right. you know, it oh, was yeah. the main. I see that. <clears throat> or I guess when we first bought it, they had zero. And then when mm-hmm. we started working it real hard, and that was like our only growth was new track customers. Now it's not quite as, 
much as it used to be as far as a percent of sales. <clears throat> but it's still very important. But it just stinks that there's not, you know, there's a certain number of stalls back there. And if you don't get a stall, you don't get a stall. So, and they fill them up every year. You know, it's like, yeah. so it's kind of a captive audience. And so, and a lot of times it's the same people. So yeah. you get two or three that are kind of swing, <laughs> swing customers that'll, mm-hmm. y- you get them sometimes don't, yeah. but it's almost like a consistent, you know, deal, but you still got to work at it. I mean, it's still, you go out there and walk the barns every the morning. morning. Good for you. Every morning. Yeah. Man, it's good for you. It's, that was like one of those deals where at zero did that every morning. And now it's like expected and <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of, yeah. you've, you've, Cheap man, go down there, take them a box of donuts, Dug your, you know, yeah. pass donuts around, whatever, yeah. and business cards, and just you know, talk to them. How you doing? Yeah. What's going on? And yeah, I'd be, I'd never want to leave down there. I love the track, as you, yeah. you know, we've talked, and and uh, and that's important, you know, that's one that, thing, build that rapport. It's tough because they'll leave and then not come, you know, they'll leave and not come back, or um. And I'm saying like to the race tra- actual racetrack. So I'll go by their barn and they'll be at the racetrack. You know, so a lot of times mm-hmm. you miss them. This last year we got a uh, texting deal. You can ch- get your landline into a text number. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those? Uh-uh. I haven't. It's a company called ZipWhip is who we use. And um, they convert your landline into an MMS number. Okay. So you can send text messages. And so it's like a you can either get it on their app and you can have like five different users on it. So like okay. I have a... They have it. A couple cashiers have it. And it's been really nice because we can go out there. If you miss them, you just send them a number, and then it comes to five people, whoever needs to ring it up or whatever. Right. And you can also do, like, groups in there. So we'll have, like, racetrack customers, horse customers, dog customers, and we'll have them in these little groups. And you can send, like, group messages, too, of, like, you know, hey, we won't be able to start delivering out to the track till noon today or whatever it is. But you can, like, it's crazy. You can personalize each message mm-hmm. so if you send it to a group of like 50 people you can put like put one of those deals in there it's like hey first name you know yeah and then like whatever so to you it would say hey joe you know but it's been a really nice marketing oh that's huge tool too i don't know if you've ever used any i've never text message deal like that but it's like it's almost like i'm sure email was in 19 whatever you know it's you read every text message yeah and you actually read it, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not like an email. Right. And so it's like one of those deals where I'm like, like I'll text out something and like 90% of the people text me back, much less read it, you know? Right. And so it's been like a super useful deal. I'm just trying to find the borderline of like, I want to communicate with them, but I don't want to spam it, you know? So anyways, I'm trying to find the fine line of not doing that, but man, it's talk about, helped our business it is like super nice to be able to communicate with those customers that you know well i don't want to call them you know or whatever it's it's that quick like hey i missed you this morning if you need anything let me know do you keep up with them off season yeah let's say that's i could see that being huge just send them a text message Mm -hmm. hey how's it going super nice how many head you got everything going good where you're running where you're at or whatever yeah a lot of them i know they they go down to new mexico run someone from here just that in iowa a lot of them up there I yeah. see that a lot, and, and uh, so that's nice to be able to keep, and you keep it all in the same place. It's on a computer. It's you know, it's where you can what sit you, there. And is it an app that you keep on your computer, or is it? Uh, so you, it's just like Facebook or anything else. Like you log into it, and then you have your okay, you know, deal has your right. number saved, and then like I said, you can have groups. You can have 
everybody's contact in there. You can store unlimited contacts. So I don't even know how many we have. A couple Zip thousand whip. now. Zip whip. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to try that. But you can change your landline number. That's what's cool to us because it is, that's our feed store number. And now yeah. we can text from them so they already know who it is. You so know. does your phone line go through your computer? Is that what it does? Or, or so is your, I know there's phones on computers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Ours doesn't. Okay. Ours is just an AT&T number or whatever. You know, we just have a landline. And But, yeah, we use that. I may pick your brain on that. You know, of it's, course, I'm I'm old, and uh, I just learned how to do a hyperlink the other day. And, you know, I get man, the eye congrats. roll from my kids. Good for like, you. Oh, my gosh. That, <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, man, this hyperlink deal. Yeah. I got these. You can put your email on the spreadsheet, and I can email you from it. And they're like, oh, my gosh, Dad, that's a hyperlink. <laughs> like, you know? And yeah. then last night, I didn't get much uh, help from them, but I was like, hey, you know how to take a YouTube video and save it to a file where I can run it. And I didn't get any response. So I'll probably be picking your brain on that. Um, yep. We're going to a trade show here next week. And, and there's a good video on a product we sell Yeah, on the blower side, on the on the uh, pneumatic technology side that we do, and, and uh, which we're doing that with our truck sales. We're doing a lot of pneumatic technology blowers, hydropacks, hydrocoolers, pumps. And I thought, you know, if I can get that on a file. You want to learn how to do it or you want me just – Download it onto my phone and send it to you. Might do that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I'll have that. <laughs> so and and you know I'm I'm trying to learn a lot. That's where the LinkedIn learning we talked about. Yeah, I'm trying to do that. A routine, a morning routine. Get on there and learn something every day. I try to learn something every single day. Now yeah. On how to do sheets, and I do a lot of things through Google, and I try to find that. Happy medium. I know a lot of sales guys run a CRM, but they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. And I kind of created my own. And when I worked in the dealerships, you know, I, I I kept my own laptop. I had my own laptop, my own CRM, my own. You know, that was mine. So, um, but I didn't use it to its full advantage, like learning to do the hyperlinks and, you know, linking inventory to that and sending it out to yeah. customers. Never really did the constant contact thing. I'd pick 25 mm-hmm. people out. I wanted to communicate with daily through a calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, load them on. So I talked to Steve Cook today. I want to touch him 50 days. I got him in my calendar. Boom, comes up. So I would physically go in there and email everybody. <laughs> hey, hope you're doing good. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 send. And that takes up a lot of your morning. But you yeah. get a lot of response back when it's personal. Right. You know, but I, I should have done a better job of getting the inventory sheet with a hyperlink attached and right. sending it out to them where I just – I'd send them a truck I thought they needed. Hey, look at this. You know, Man, I'm telling it, you, that text message deal, because, you know, if you have your website set up yeah, and the truck's on your website, you just copy and paste the link to your website and just add it in the text message. I'm definitely going to say, pick You know what brain. I mean? Yeah. Hey, man, I just thought of you. Just wanted to. And you can schedule a text message. Yeah. So if you want to work on it at 9 o'clock at night, that's one of the problems with text messages. like, oh, I should text them. You know, it's 9 o'clock at night. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. that's kind of probably shouldn't, you know. Right. You can schedule it for the next morning, and it goes out at goes whatever out. time you I want. I And I like that idea. And, I mean, what a great way to keep up with your customers. Yeah, it sure and, has. Um, it's worked good for us. I will definitely look into that. And I may yeah. be picking your brain on it. And we've been, I've been going to pick your brain on it. You know, Joe and I have talked a little bit about it. Yeah. Man, we can get with Cook and learn some of this newer technology stuff that these guys are doing. <laughs> You know, instead of yeah. the old school stuff, yeah, road warrior stuff. Make your break you. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. definitely going to look at that and, and uh, learning some new things. And I think yeah. you.
If you have actually made it this far, you might be a little bit surprised at the random cutoff there. Um, my recording audio device went dead. And so that is exactly where we stopped. Joe and I ended up talking for like another two hours uh, in the podcast room after it had went dead. I wish we would have continued to record, but it would have been the longest podcast ever in the history of Chatter with Steve. So thank you so much for listening to my episode with Joe Bowers. This is Steve Cook with Cook Feed and Outdoor. If you need to reach out to me, reach out to me through email, scooktt at gmail.com if you would like to give me a comment or be a guest on the show. Thank you for listening.